This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. Text the show on 81215. You're a big part of it. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio and email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Options, options, options. I've had, I think, four hours sleep, but it's all right. Did you? Check you yes, out. Yes, my 11-year-old son, Boz, and I was at the O2 last night watching Iron Maiden. Oh, wow. Oh. Man, they completely rocked the joint. <laughs> Bruce Dickinson sprinting up and down. Oh, it's just fantastic. I mean... It's becoming quite a... I would say a habit. Yeah, now. last week, if you remember, we'd just got back from uh, Guns N' Roses at Hyde Park. <laughs> I mean, every Saturday I come in to see you and your son watching a video featuring a middle-aged man going, ah! <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> that's my that's life me. Now. That's me waking up in the morning. <laughs> it's, the thing is, these are bands, you know, bands and bands like them that I was watching when I was 15. And then I sort of went off, like heavy metal and stuff. Can I ask heavy... a question? Is our Keith, was our Keith into these bands? Keith, like, he was a prog rocker. Uh, uh, he liked... Bloodwind um, Pig. Yeah, he liked... Uh, yeah, Bloodwind Pig he loved. Yeah. And just very... <laughs> he, used to, he had a picture of Bloodwind Pig <laughs> on his wall and you couldn't tell where one Bloodwind Pig <laughs> member started and the next one stopped. You know what I mean? There just was hair with faces looking <laughs> out of them. <laughs> Fantastic. But, yeah, I'm sort of getting not totally back into it now, sort of by osmosis, just being around all that stuff. So it's it's, it's brilliant. Oh, I didn't mention that. We went to... Um, Wembley last uh, Saturday to see Motley Crue and Def Leppard double bill. Are you joking? <laughs> you guys are going to have to start going around in a sort of battered old VW van. Yes. I'm also, I'm doing the bad dad thing of taking earplugs and they never get, get out of oh. my pocket. I mean, I'm... I imagine all the people on stage at this at this time of their life have them as well. Yeah, I think they do. Yeah. They? Put, yeah. your, put your hands in, in the air if you're dialed into the hearing loop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Canes go flying into the... <laughs> Put your hands to your ear. You, you and your son introduced me this morning to an extraordinary character who was sort of the bez of the heavy metal world. Who is this man? Um, I suppose he's, a, yeah, a grotesque bez, <laughs> if such a thing is... Uh, Zombie bez. Yeah. Yeah, Eddie, who, who comes on stage intermittently... Um, at uh, Iron Maiden gigs in various guises. Yes. He's about he's about ten foot tall. Yeah, and he sort of stomps around with a slight panto horse. And he has motion. a sort of skull face or Yeah, and at, at one point he's um Bruce Dickinson uh cli- he climbs about a, a lot. Oh they Bruce all climb Dickinson. about dear. Yeah. And he, he, he has a cannon where he fires, like, fireballs at Eddie, and Eddie fires stuff back, and they have a duel on stage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's, it's just... It's it's brilliant. But it was... Uh, it was... Uh, d- dirty... Uh, d- it's a bit dirty. A Motley crew. I'd never... Um, I didn't really know their stuff. They're fantastic, mm-hmm. but they're, uh, they're dirtier. They've got like dancing girls doing pole dancing. Oh, so, no. okay. oh they yeah. have to go and spoil And Tommy it. Lee on the drums. Oh, He's wow. still going, Tommy. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Uh, former uh, Pammy. Yeah. Boy. <laughs> This has got very... Um, it's a Heat Magazine 1998. It yeah, it's, it's got very Heat Magazine. It's Eddie's oh. new squeeze. <laughs> there was a section in The Motley Crew where... Um, Boz went very, very red indeed, and Why? I um, checked my uh, the date on my watch to make sure we weren't in 1978. Well, I can't fully describe it on breakfast, uh, but he basically it, Tommy Lee comes to the front of the stage. Hang on, which gig? I'm, I'm so that, Motley Crue. This is Motley. He's Crue. the drummer with Motley, and okay. he he sort of uh, requests oh, um, certain revelations from the audience oh dear uh, it's kind of I couldn't believe it was actually happening <laughs> but they were br- they were brilliant um, they, they just uh, have got a bit of that stuff <laughs> <laughs> oh dear um, 
and Def Leppard also. So yeah, so that's become our lives. It's the summer of rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I've done so many horn <laughs> signs of light. <laughs> Um, so, I worry yes. I missed the point with heavy metal though, because this morning I found myself when you were telling me about Eddie asking, "Does he have a partner?" Yes. <laughs> to my I mean? knowledge, he never married, but he—he's one of those guys whose private life has been very guarded. Yes. This is the thing about uh, sleeping in a flight case. <laughs> So um, they also had um, uh, um, Motley Crue had these giant inflatable sort of robot women. Oh, oh, stage. oh dear! I love a giant inflatable, though, don't you? Yeah. No, no comment. I tell you what, I like. <laughs> I, I always liked. Um, you know, I haven't seen one for years. Uh, you know the billowing tall man. <laughs> yes. They used to like blow air into the bottom of him. Are you talking about it's outside sort of car um, lots in America? Yeah, you they get have that. Second-hand car I've places. seen them at yeah. sports events as well. Yeah. Wacky inflatable flailing arm tube man. I've, yeah. <laughs> What's the point of the man? I mean, I, that particular to, man. To, to it's inspire. Just, it's just great to see a really tall man in any context. That's <laughs> why we hired Pierre in the first place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is and, it to attract people? Yeah. I think, yeah. Mm. I'd like... I don't know, if I went through another period of abject loneliness in my life, rather than get a pet, I think I'd get one of those undulating giants. In the garden? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. <laughs> just sit and talk to him like in a, like in a lovely fairy tale. He'd, <laughs> he'd be a very reactive conversation partner. He yes, would, but, he'd be, he he's, would. but he's constantly animated. That's the yeah. thing with him. But what about at the end of the day where you have to turn the sort of motor off and he... Slowly descends. Oh no! I think I could afford to keep him keep running. Hours. All, the neighbours would be saying, "No, the undulating giant kept us awake all, <laughs> he was, all last night." His arms were thwipping against our window pane. <laughs> you know coming. what? It put burglars off. They saw a thirty-foot <laughs> man in the garden. He seems in a state of rage. <laughs> well, do you remember Noel Edmonds used to drive around with the... He had the... Uh, was it an inflatable model in... Inflatable the, woman, yeah. Uh, in, the in the passenger seat. Do you not know about this? <laughs> Is this I a carpooling scam? <laughs> I think she was in the back, actually, and I think the idea was he drove a London cab and he didn't want people to keep trying to flag him down, oh. so he put a, a mock passenger. But she had a name and she had a special place at his house mm. and stuff. Oh, I see. Like in real life, he, he was driving one of those, like a repurposed car. Yeah, in real life. No, this was like a sketch. Not operate in real life. <laughs> <laughs> he always did seem like a dreamlike figure to me. Well, he, well he's a cosmic order. He's a cosmic. He said, if yeah. you if you yeah. write down seven things and mm. sort of, uh, you know, attract the sky's attention, the universe's attention, mm. you'll get all those things. Isn't yeah. it funny how. Doesn't even work with a car down. <laughs> <laughs> and he suggested you could do it in a cosmic way. Do you think you could get a sort of message from the universe saying, you requested a million pounds, yeah. we have substituted garden peas? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Where hope, is he we now? This is fine. He's in, moved to New Zealand, I think. Did he? He'll so. be doing something with helicopters. They love helicopters. Oh, if, I had, if I had an undulating, <laughs> love helicopters. If I had an undulating giant in my house, <laughs> in the fireplace, I'd have you know that red and yellow <laughs> fabric fire. Yes. Yeah. Also with an underblow. <laughs> I just have like an underblow house with all those things rippling everywhere. <laughs> if anyone has, has spotted a, an undulating giant recently, I'd love to know. Mm. How much do they cost? That's a great question. Mm. That's fine. How that. much? I mean, what, like, should we guess? I'm going to say fourteen ninety nine. No, oh, what? Oh, they're quite big. No, they they come with like you know, it's like they're like a hot air balloon. The fabric cost alone. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh, do, do they have that fabric hot air balloon? You know the hot air balloon every now and again goes. <laughs> I wonder if they do that. That would imagine their neighbours. Excuse me. <laughs> neighbours going crazy. You have to come and with a name for him. Oh man, life. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. 
David Brackley has been in touch. Frank. Oh, yes. Hi, Frank. I, too, was at Wembley Stadium last Saturday for Death and Crew. Mm. I'm so in. I mean, Death and Crew. <laughs> then Tuesday in Birmingham to see the Mighty Maiden. Men squeezed into original tour T-shirts. They all seem to have a gap bottom of the shirt to top of jean. That's from Prisoner 666. Yes, but that's great because it's a world where, you know, you're not judged on appearance. No. I think if anywhere's true of that, it's an Iron Maiden concert. Yeah, exactly. Very open society. Well, yeah. look at Eddie. He leads by example, yeah. I find. Yeah. Ed, he's a free spirit. Oh, he's a free spirit, all right. What moisturiser would you recommend <laughs> for Eddie? Uh, yeah, maybe not battery acid, which is what he's been using for years. <laughs> <laughs> all I would ask is just a little more origin story of Ed yeah. for Eddie. No, um, it, it all exists, that stuff. Does it? Right? Yeah. OK, I'll get it off your son. If you want to, uh, yeah, if you want to Google Eddie. And we went to, uh, we went to a Star Wars exhibition. Star Wars? Yeah. OK. Oh, yeah, do you know... Do you know do you not know about this problem? I think I think this is a black country thing. No, I think it's a Frank thing. I don't know, because my friend George, who we all went to go see, really yeah, he's George. a fellow black countryman. George is the actor that we saw in uh, The Comedy of Errors. Fabulous yeah. actor. Um, Sometimes called a comedy of errors, but incorrectly. An error itself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, um, I, when I was uh, f- first befriending George, I noted that he would say things like uh, apartment complex oh, instead oh. of complex. Well, one that I was picked up on very early when I moved to London is that we didn't have any distinction between bought and brought. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That must have got you into all sorts of scrapes. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll tell me <laughs> about... Uh, no, it didn't really, but anyway. <laughs> but people did think that. I, I, I wrote it in the script and people said, oh, you've done that wrong, that should be bought. And I, I had no idea what they were talking about. Really? Yes! <laughs> when people Gosh. say really, has anyone ever Gosh. changed their story? They go, nah, you, got, got, you, you yeah. got me there. Yeah. <laughs> I, and he bought me... a. Twelve red roses. Really? No. Nah. But no. They were 11. Yeah, and they were blue. <laughs> it, actually, they were plastic. No, it's, uh, it, it would be a weak liar indeed who broke down on a really. Yeah, the sort of person who ticks yes in the are you a terrorist box when so, entering the country. So I say we've still not had an answer to the question. How much is one of those inflatable men? Oh, I mean, you'd think. Asking for a friend. What about, have we established them? What If Elon Musk did a music tour, what his backing singers would be called? Oh, yes, we were discussing that yes. off air. You, well, I think you might have nailed it. What was your contribution? I thought the Musketeers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you'd have three of them, obviously, but Elon Musk and the three Musketeers. Was it just sort of all for one and then they stopped talking? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Fabulous. So, yes, um, he is touring, apparently. Who, Elon Musk? Yeah, so I hear. Yeah. Um, yeah, so one thing I didn't know, and you might know this, uh, Emily, because you're a lady, <laughs> is that um, you could get at one time Barbie Darth Vader. Really? And Barbie C-3PO. Now, how visually different are they from... Oh, considerably. Yeah. Does Barbie just essentially have an LBD on? Well... (laughs) An um, inhaler. (laughs) What is an LBD? A little black dress. Uh, No, she has a big black... Does she wear a cloak? Yeah, she's, you know, she's very Vader-esque. I'd say the C-3... I once went um, to... to, um, one of those stand-up sunbathing booths. Do you remember those? Oh, yes. A makeup artist said, you need, you need to get a tan, you're looking pale. So I went and did one of those things. This is before fake tan was common. Mm. And um, you put gold things in your eyes, like <laughs> yes, pointy little things. Discs. Yeah, <laughs> to stop your eyes burning. Um, but then... We should have f- known at that point it maybe wasn't a good idea. <laughs> yeah, but when I first went, I, I got other part another part burnt as well so the next time I went I wore three of those <laughs> gold things and I said I look like um, if C-3PO went on a naturist holiday <laughs> that's what he would have looked like Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio Frank there was some big big news yesterday 
I don't know if you're aware, but it was our special day. Do you know what our special day is? Oh, I, I do well know this because former producer of this show, Daisy, texted me and said, I don't know where it is in North London, but out west where we are, it is definitely flying ant day. Uh-huh. Yes. And I replied back, I've got, I went out into the garden to investigate and I said, all we seem to have is ground troops. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of you investigating well, clothes. I, I don't want to miss. opening a window. I don't, I don't want, no, I went outside. Did you? But I, I didn't see a flying ant. Were your oh, flying they were ants? Everywhere. Do you think they were put off by the flailing giant man? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, he generates a fair amount of hot air. They don't, they don't, they, you wouldn't want to fly through that vapor with air uh, delicate on the carriage. No, no. Um, yes, they were. They were out yesterday. I got. A, I was first alerted to it by uh, Nick Grimshaw on social media. Mr. Grimshaw. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Grimshaw. Yeah. He's the first to break the news. Oh, OK. So and he acknowledges that it exists. <laughs> Just for any new listeners, I once mentioned it on um, Graham oh, Norton. Do you know about this, Pierre? No. Oh, it's the most mortifying thing that's ever happened. And James McAvoy... Um, and you were also on with Marianne Cotillard. Uh, yeah, and the man with the German surname, actor. Yes, who Something is called mad. Michael... The cancelled James oh. Bond film. Fassbender. Fassbender. The Irish German actor. Fassbender. You were on with Fassbender. Was I? Yeah. Oh, I didn't Yes, it was. Anyway, so none of them had heard of it. Fassbender. And then Graham Norton said, no, no, I haven't heard of it. And I knew he had. He's just (laughs) siding with Hollywood against Oldbury. (laughs) (laughs) He was. (laughs) Well, so Fassbender was just shrugging, cotillard, je ne sais pas. And Fassbender. But I remember I I broke the golden rule because I said... uh, Oh, yeah, maybe you guys are just too famous to be allowed to. And, he, and, and Graham said, we don't want any of that. It was like the absolute rule you never break on oh, Graham. no. Norton. Yeah. Oh. But I mean, I, I was made to, to feel like I'd made the whole thing up. He gaslighted me. Oh, Frank, that's quite over the top. You weren't in, I was made to think I'd imagined flying out today <laughs> on a major television programme in front of Hollywood royalty. There's no such thing as flying ants, Frank. Yeah. Now sign this document. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was, it was awful. I was... Uh... But they do exist, and I've got uh, we've got witnesses, yeah. Oh yeah, there's all sorts. I mean, Dorse says um, I saw a solitary flying ant yesterday, possibly a scout checking out the conditions, oh, yeah. or maybe just the loneliest flying ant in the world. But the annual ant ascension feels imminent. I just thought Frank would like to know. Is it? I mean, I, we've always called it on this show, and we've been discussing it for many, many years, mm. Flying Ant Day, but we've never checked on whether it lasts more than 24 hours. I mean, it's weird that they just do one day, isn't it? Or is it Ant Independence Day? <laughs> Independent Ants <laughs> Day. No, but it is weird that it's, if it is just a day... Stop looking at me like you don't know what I'm talking. It's like being back on Graham Norton. <laughs> Can't see that happening. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Hmm. Uh, 4-4-2. Good to Mr Skinner. Grooving away at Iron Maiden last night at the O2 Arena in London. Oh. Like, good to Mr Skinner. What does that mean? Well, it just means good on Mr Skinner. Oh, OK. Has he right. left out the word C? Oh, good to see. Uh, the, one of the, uh, no, I like good to. Good to. The support act last night for Iron Maiden was um, Lords of the Lost. Oh. Uh, oh, yes, yeah, they, I think they I've own, encountered they them own before. They Tom Tom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think they may have gone to my school. Yeah. <laughs> were they late? I think well, Buzz said they were on Eurovision. Oh. Were are they? they, are they were sw- they like Lordy? Blood of glitter. Oh, OK. They're Swedish. Swedish, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, they um, I knew there was someone because he said, um, you know, when they ask for people to clap along, he said, London, all of your hands, please. It's <laughs> <laughs> slightly sinister, it is. <laughs> I, I love almost accurate English from, yeah. from bands, I think that's one of my favorite types of uh, speaking. Word. Speaking of almost accurate English, do you remember we um, I, I was telling you about my uh, 
penguin escalator slide experience. Boz has got a, mm. a thing called Runing Go, <laughs> which is supposed to be Running Go, which also means nothing. Yes. For the misspell. We had a bought, message about Runing Go, which I'll share in a minute. Well, I bought a, uh, a charger cable this week for my phone, and it said on the box, premium charger cable. And then it's had one of these translation things. And I know there's something a bit cheap about the translations, but I just, this is as a twist on it, of course. It said, apply this charger for your phone. You can enjoy convenience and freedom in your life. Oh. <laughs> and the thing about it is I don't, I, I yes, I sniggered originally at that translation. But what I have bought is a two-metre charger cable mm. because mm. what I was doing as I lay in bed with the phone at my side the phone because where the socket is I actually had to slightly get out of bed to check my phone in the night and I put up with that for about six months and I thought you know what I've got international representation. <laughs> I need, and I, I, so I bought a much longer lead so I could have it at the side of my bed. And I can honestly say that it has, um, it's brought me convenience and freedom in my life. It actually was correct. That's yeah. what's happened. <laughs> you know, when you do a quality of life purchase, when you mm. think this is a bit mad, but I just think it might make a really... Oh, yeah. Like me and Buzz um, ordered a... Um, what are they called, those things? A gyoza. A, yeah, a gyoza maker. Oh. Yeah. So folding over the ATP. No. Yeah. What? And you just put a circle of the pastry and then you just fold it up like a little envelope and a, and a lovely little gyoza comes out. Oh. ATP? ATP, yeah. God. My hasn't turned up yet. Huh. Yeah, next time you're in a I might be in court talking about it. <laughs> but the quality of life, those are the purchases you I'll tell you a quality of life purchase buying one of those tube men and 597 has exclusively revealed a 20 foot green tube man is 3150 apparently that is a giveaway that's gosh i thought it would be hundreds i know it's a lot of gyoza makers <laughs> yeah it is if you know what if i had the choice i'd be sans gyoza <laughs> would you and i'd have a new friend Oh, that new friend. Do you know what he would do? Who undulated? He'd change the quality of your life. Oh, yeah. he, I think he would do, and, and the air <laughs> in my, above my garden. Oh, but that's, a, that's such a bargain. I know. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. Text the show on 81215. People have. We're about to read some out. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Okay. That's my favourite bit, saying those yeah. housekeeping things. Yeah. I'd happily just just read from bits of paper for the whole show. Yeah, the news. I'm sure a lot of people do. I was going to say, many people do. <laughs> uh, I'd like to kick off with this from Jonathan Hollis. You were talking, you may recall, Frank, about purchases that have changed your life in a way you couldn't possibly mm. have imagined. You mentioned I phone bought charger. a two-metre phone charger cable, which has just made life so much sweeter. To be able to just reach out of bed and there's your phone charging, mm. instead of having to take three steps to be able to check it. How long did it take you to come round to the decision say, to buy that charger? I, I say I went... My first thought was six months. It was probably 12 months of putting up with that. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Well, Jonathan Hollis says, uh, Good morning, y'all. I must say my quality of life purchase have been some bed braces. They, I know, I was alarmed as well. Did you buy them me. from Frida Kahlo? <laughs> <laughs> Finally, someone's <laughs> pressing for bed. <laughs> they are attached to the corners of the bed to hold the sheets in place. Oh. I was forever having to rearrange the bed sheet to stop it slipping off the bed. Absolute life changer for £2. Much oh. love, Jonathan Hollis. That, does he mean the duvet or does he actually have sheets and things? Well, hang on. What's that sheet, Pierre, that's under... 
you know what I mean? The undersheet, is it? The fitted sheet. <laughs> no, under the, the fitted sheet. The comfort. The mattress protector. There's something under the fitted sheet. I'm yeah. talking about... I, I have never looked down there. <laughs> Hang on. What about the mattress protector? Yeah. That has built-in braces. Surely. Yes. I thought maybe the bedtime... The bed braces were sort of to keep your pajama trousers at the correct height. <laughs> <Yeah. light. laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> like a sort of shirtless work. I thought it was bed. some of Frank's friends in the S and M community. <laughs> yeah. The bed, so they actually hold that bottom sheet in place. I have to say, so there are some sheets where they're not quite fitted properly, and they do. They, if you're rolling around, they can sort of cluster. They, well, they get pulled off. Sometimes with the posh, the posh ones. I don't think they like to go for the elastic bottoms. No, that's true. They find them. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I see that. Hospital corners. I would like something that stopped the duvet crouching in the corner of the duvet cover. Yes, yeah. I hate that. (laughs) You know the buttons or zip section, the button section... When, you want when, a snug fit, Frank. Mm. I don't want the duvet to try to escape from the <laughs> duvet cover. And then you end yeah. up with just a lot of... Yeah. D- I, and sometimes I'll sleep and it's all hanging at the bottom like a hernia. Oh, <laughs> Frank, I've had that. And, and it's I, so depressing. And I'm yeah. sleeping under like a foot of the top of it. It's a, just just duvet cover, some wafer thin. Yeah. And then there's this big lump at my feet. Yeah, it's formed oh, a sort of like a I capital li- J. I once likened it to, you know when people, when you loan someone a set of keys and they put them back through your letterbox in a big envelope? Yeah. It's like sleeping <laughs> under that. <laughs> oh, I can't bear it, Frank. Oh, why? there must be a gadget for that that can improve the quality of my life. Do you favour zips or buttons? Zips are better. Because, mm. but I don't like that when it starts to protrude. <laughs> that's disgusting. Yeah, that's no good. I, yeah. You can get. Some... I don't want to oh, see yes. an uncovered duvet. I know what you mean at the bottom when it gapes out. It yeah, gets it's a bit start... Iron Maiden concert. It's start... <laughs> <laughs> I have um, I have bought a weighted brought... blanket. A weighted blanket. Mm. And the reason I bring it up is that that, to stop exactly that sort of... Can I say on this show you never need to justify bringing anything up? No, sure, but... (laughs) Especially not blanket related. No, No, certainly not. Within the the sort of cover for it, the the sort of duvet cover equivalent, it had little ties, little two pairs of strings that you were to... Things, to you use say. to tie to the, the duvet oh, internally. Have you got guy ropes? <laughs> yeah. On your duvet. So it's it's a inside peg, the duvet. Pegged, <laughs> pegged to the bedroom floor. It's, yeah. Frank, he likes to keep an outdoors flavour. Yes, the South yeah. African in him. He likes to pretend he's in the camp. It sounds like he sleeps in a room where... <laughs> Gravity is a problem, and sometimes it turns upside down. He doesn't want to fall out of bed. That's basically it. Hang but, on, talk us through so, the blanket. So the little strings are inside the duvet cover to stop it from escaping from the corners of the oh, duvet cover. That's that's what I'm after, isn't it? Yeah. It sounds very How much is that. I'm just putting together a, my uh, shopping basket <laughs> with inflatable man. Thirty-one fifty. Yeah. maker. How much is it, roughly? Oh, it depends on the weight. Of the weighted duvet, but I'm sure oh, you can get the, a cover. Not the weight of the sleeper. No. No. Okay. Imagine if there's a fire there and you're trapped. <laughs> trapped in your video duvet ropes. Oh, what a way to go. Frank Skinner, the Birmingham comedian, perished today. <laughs> he, is, uh, he is survived by an inflatable man. <laughs> Stephen in Bournemouth. Hmm. Hi, Frank, Emily and Pierre. We have a local car wash with a very tall man outside who's sick. Oh, yes. They do like a car wash, though, some Mm. undulating giants. He says, apart from his left arm, which amazingly moves up and down by going limp and then being filled with air. Oh, Travolta style. So, yeah. <laughs> See, I, av- I avoided Nazi Germany there and went for light entertainment. That's what Breakfast Radio is all about. You did. Do you know what? what? I-, I felt immense relief. Yeah. Yes. Hence, moving his arm up and down incessantly to point you to the car wash. 
It's quite aggressive, oh. isn't it? Look over here. And as Stephen says, no undulating flailing arms here. No. Mm. All he needs now is a bellowing voice saying, your car is filthy, get in here. <laughs> See, I, what I would have done... should get Brian Blessed to record that. I'd yeah. addressed him as one of those... What, what do they call those Mexican bands that play... Oh, sort, mariachi. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd dress him like that. And the <laughs> sleeves would be the two of those things that you get in uh, car washes that clean the car. <laughs> well, oh, man, that would have been fantastic. We've heard from Joe Schofield as well. He says undulating men are still big here in the Paris suburbs. Oh, get me over there. Really? Get me there. Joe Schofield says there's at least two on Route Nationale 7. Uh, within two kilometres of Corbeil-Essonne, they even survived the riots. They're so sophisticated. They've stopped with the, they've stopped with the undulating le, giant. La grande homme undulatine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we would never burn down one of them. No, that's good. Well, um, you, you also, you're not quite sure how flammable the thing that's keeping them inflated is. Do you know what? I bet they're a bit classier in Paris. The think? undulating yeah, undulators. Probably. I bet they've got a sort of slight hound's tooth check motif or yeah. a little bit of a Chanel double C, interlocking C. They've, celibate, they've sellotaped a little cigarette <laughs> onto the end of one of the arms. Yeah, where, Maybe a beauty where spot I, above the mouth. If I get one, I'm going to have like quite a big beer belly on it. <laughs> <laughs> and a cat. Yeah. Listen, um, Paul from Fallsworth, Manchester, mm. says, I've been in pest control for 26 years. Okay. Flying imagine, out... Imagine the death list on his hands. <laughs> oh, God. Flying ants are actually the queens of the small black ant we see in the gardens. Oh, are they? The, Paul from Falls, Fallsworth, is it, Manchester, has some fascinating things to say. He continues, the small ants are sterile females. Uh, Only the Queen... Take that back. <laughs> <laughs> Only the Queen can reproduce. But what about the male ants? We'll get, we're getting to him. OK. Black ant colonies are a single queen colony where mm. only one female produces eggs. So what happens is when the Queen produces the next generation of queens, they grow wings. And along with males, they leave the nest mate on wing. Basically, he calls it the Mile High Club for ants. Oh, they mate in mid-air? Yes. Mm. Oh, yes. They then drop to the ground and burrow into the ground, hibernate until the next spring when they start their own colony. So 364 days of the year, they sleep in the (laughs) soil. Just hang out. And then one year, they um, copulate in the air. And then they fall to the ground, exhausted. It'd be quite a it thing. It sounds of... like my dream life. <laughs> It'd be quite a thing if our monarchs behaved in the same way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Paul, oh, well, Paul that's actually... well done, Paul, with yeah. your facts. Um, they were... <laughs> <laughs> Come in here with your facts. That was genuine. It didn't mean to <laughs> no, sound I quite didn't. so it resentful. Was, it was genuine. There isn't a particular day ant swarm, Paul says, but oh. it does tend to be when it's hot and humid. I hope this is informative. It is informative. I don't think there's any question about <laughs> that. Fantastic. He's up the ante, is what Paul has done. Oh, my God. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Frank Simon has pointed out, morning, Frank and team, on unfinished business from last week, on the matter of introducing band members with... Mr. And on drums, Mr. <laughs> yes. Do they do uh, Eddie? Does he get master? <laughs> no. And general vibes, master Eddie. Eddie is, um, he's like a sort of stage invader. He comes on unintroduced yeah. and then he, there are attempts to repel him. I do find that confusing. Why? Well, because they sort of, they seem to fear and to fight Eddie. But then he's kind Do of their mascot him? as well. Yeah, they're, they're, no, yeah. they're shooting a cannon at him. Well, just sack him if he's causing problems. <laughs> or have him on the board. You're right, though. He's, um, yes, he's... Uh, How much do you think Eddie gets paid? Do you think he gets... Oh, that's a good question, because there must be a regular Eddie under there, one would think. 
Yeah. I bet he's on at least 40 quid a night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, he's more than that. It's quite hard work, and it's a sort of an acting job as well. I just worry that, is he like with the Top Gear men? Is he the James May? You know no, well, as, as Pierre says, he's a mascot, but he's also their um, arch nemesis. Yeah. In some way, It's yeah. so complicated. It's a bit like when a man marries a much younger woman. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> yeah. She's a mascot, but also in many ways becomes his arch nemesis. That's fair enough. <laughs> oh, dear. Mm. <laughs> what is it Rod Stewart said? Was it Rod Stewart who said, next time I'm just going to save time, find someone I don't like and buy them a house? <laughs> well, I, I once had dinner. For sake, Rod. I had dinner in the south of France with Jim Davidson and his oh. and a partner. He oh, just yeah. happened to be at the same hotel. He's very entertaining, I must say. And he was talking about um, getting married. Been married four or five times or something. Oh. That figures. And yeah. his girlfriend said, "Why do you always marry him, Jim?" And he said, uh, "You know, it's lovely." He said, "It's uh, day out. You know, all the girls have a bath." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What what a world to live in! All the girls have a bath. All the girls have a bath. I think he meant not in an essential way. Sort of the blokes no, don't like bother. Yeah, mm. something of that. Well, I think now they just have a bath, <laughs> <laughs> just for a special occasion. Oh man! Anyway, uh, returning to Simon, uh, who was talking about introducing band members with Mister. Yeah. I'll listen to a 1957 recording of Nina Simone Live. I listened to, I should say. Yeah, OK. And she was introduced as Miss Nina Simone. Yes, well, I think that used to be a thing as well. Miss Peggy Lee, certainly. You used to get a lot of that, ladies and gentlemen. Miss Shirley Bassey. Even if she'd been married like six times or whatever. I did used to like that song, that Nina Simone, My Baby Just Cares, but I find it has been overused in retail environments. Uh, I just think of it as kind of like furniture stores. Well, and I knew someone who gigged with her at Ronnie Scott's and she used to bring all her belongings on stage with her because she thought they might get stolen in the dressing room. I was going to say, car boot sale. Well, no, one of my <laughs> earliest uh, pieces of comedy advice was a guy who said, always take your wallet on stage. <laughs> and um, one night she arrived with about eight bags of uh, grocery and took all that on. As well. Really? Didn't she? Yeah, she didn't trust people. Did she introduce the groceries? I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> did she then and throw, for breakfast. Did she yeah. then throw salt in people's for breakfast. eyes? <laughs> yeah. Mr. Mr. Coco Pop. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, 559, my husband Colin stitched press studs on the duvet and the duvet cover to stop it moving. That's from Nicky. That's that's his story, Nicky. Yeah, I don't know if it works. Poppers, as they started calling press studs at one point. (laughs) Yes. Um, I don't want those in the bedroom. No, no, Let's no, leave no, it no there. keep me Let's away. Let's leave it there, please. Uh, Thanks. I just get a headache. I don't no, know what the fuss okay, is about. Dear. Um, okay. I um oh tell something that happened to me this week. My um battery operated pencil sharpener mm-hmm. ceased. <laughs> That's because it's not 1974. No, I said that would be one of my life-changing purchases. Oh, man. Is it on the... Do you know, I used to be so jealous of the teachers. That's all they had on the desk, Frank. They had a brown table and just the mounted... Oh, the one when you... Yeah. But there's one where you turn the handle. I had one yeah. of those years ago. But this one, you literally just go... And it's... <gasps> feels, feels like you're oh, working at a lumber mill that. for a second. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it is such a life change. Anyway, it went... And I thought, OK, so it takes um, four AAs, batteries, just, t- just saying... <laughs> And every time... Double A's. Every time. Yeah. Double A's, is that okay. what they call them? Okay. Is that what they call yes. them? Okay, so four double A's. And um, every time I change them, I always think, as I drop them in the bin, I bet there's only one of these gone. Yeah. 
I bet oh, the other yeah. three are perfectly healthy, but I can't be bothered to go through the process. <laughs> oh, I can't. Imagine that. You'd have to put sit them down in numbered places on a page so you yeah. didn't oh, do yeah. the same combo twice. Interrogate them one by one. So I, I reckon we must all be throwing away loads of healthy batteries. Oh, yeah. That's just wrong, isn't it? When I say throwing away, obviously I take them to the battery bank. Maybe somebody um, is, is testing them all. And then they're being resold, the good ones. Well, hopefully. You thought about that? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but who would it be? Some poor soul getting 20 quid an hour, <laughs> sitting in the shed. Oh, it's gone rather bleak. Yeah, I do. It has gone a bit bleak. Sorry, Frank, everyone. Can I would like to take us back to some subjects we've covered previously on this show. Okay. Well, let's. Um, well, the, the producer just gave me a real dig in the side of the what would you call that part of the body the midriff flank okay. just hit, hit me on the trunk yeah yes uh, maybe the, the readers don't know about my trunk <laughs> something i've kept quiet i seriously hope not it's a recent growth but anyway um it's just been i've got a sneeze coming on that's better um yes we'll come back to those uh, um, we will previous discussions Two five one, mm. Frank. My partner has a tester to see which battery has died. He oh. is very tight. That's Rachel in Sheffield. <laughs> yeah, well, that's uh, that's not a bad idea. And we shouldn't be throwing away good batteries, but maybe someone tests them at the battery bank. Mm. That's my theory. Now you may recall I was going to take us back into the recent past. Yes, um, Andy. This is our our lovely readers have got in touch. Just responding to things covered previously on this yeah, show. Yes, so I should say people, particularly our podcast listeners, get in touch later because uh, you can't contact us mid-podcast, obviously. No. Andy has reached out to us, and I like this already. He had me at subject line, rock merch. OK, sounds good. Feels like it'll be up our stars. Yeah. Good morning, Frank, Emily and Pierre. I hope you are having a great morning. As a long-time listener, I've enjoyed... I don't know about great. (laughs) I've enjoyed your penchant for classic rock. I haven't wore that penchant for ages. It was choking you a bit. Okay. And the subsequent spate of live concerts. Oh, yes. You see, spate is usually only ever in a negative context. It's usually burglaries. Mm. And and other more serious offences, I'm afraid. What, like writing till death is too far? (laughs) (laughs) That is such a niche record. Literally me and my late father are probably the only... No, you're quite right. We can't be having niche references (laughs) on this show. Where will it end? I love it. Anyway, Andy continues. This has indeed spurred me to be now a first-time mailer as I seek your opinion on a pet hate I have as a frequent concert-goer. Mm-hmm. I find it increasingly irritating that people will wear random rock bands T-shirts to a concert. Example, a GNR T-shirt to an ACDC gig. I, can, I, can I offer an, uh, an explanation? Well, let's just... Andy, okay. he's nearly done, Frank. <laughs> Surely this is the equivalent of wearing a Tranmere Rovers shirt to a Burnley match. It's a good point. On occasion, mm. I've even asked the owner of the clothing if the band is also playing, and maybe I'd miss them on the lineup. Oh. Bit of a git. Good friend for you. I'd welcome your opinion on this gripe. Am I alone in wanting to show my allegiance to the band I go to watch? Well, here's the thing. I think for a start-off, I'm very happy to say that rock is a bit less tribal than football. Yes, I was going to say, I think this is a football mindset he's bringing. I think that one of the things you see at a lot of uh, gigs is someone in a jacket or waistcoat almost entirely made of patches of various <laughs> bands and they are saying not this is my band but this is my genre yeah. is what they're saying it's, it's called a battle jacket or a battle vest is that what it's called yeah, yeah but so that is it that's cut okay. off arms and also like Boz last night wore a, a kiss t-shirt to Iron Maiden knowing 
that when we got there, I would buy him an Iron Maiden (laughs) T-shirt. So um, I think he just picked the T-shirt that would fit most easily in my jacket pocket. Yes. So that that he could go straight into the, the new Maiden shirt, which he's wearing this morning. Okay. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm okay with it. I mean, I love a purist, but I think actually saying, oh, are they on as well? It's really, <laughs> really pushing it. But, you know, I've never been anti-petty. No. Oh, no. Have you met my anti-petty? She's a lovely, <laughs> lovely woman. Frank Skinner, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with... Um, Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. You can text the show on 8.12.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Do you think a good sort of remix would be to go from under pressure with the finger clicking at the end straight into the Adams Family oh theme Oh, God, show? yeah. Da, 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 da. <laughs> How do you feel about finger clicking in songs? I quite like it. In fact, 8.12.15... Uh, best finger clicking <laughs> moments in songs. Am I, it's a bit. I don't think she's it, <laughs> broke, but it's oak. Yeah, do my, you know what I mean. I don't mind that. I like I, those rhymes. It must be a Simon and Garfunkel finger clicking thing. Am I really? going there? Surely. Why? I just something but in my head just guitar. goes. First thing that popped into my head was those those guys will click some fingers, won't they? I can't think of uh, any off the top of my Swede. Mm. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But, I mean, you'd go some to beat the Adams family. That's, that is forefronting finger mm. Oh, they're leading the way. Um, listen, Kim Ormston mm. from Birkenhead has got in touch. <coughs> Just a quick... This is in reference to what Andy, one of our listeners, was saying earlier about... He feels you should be wearing... If you're going to wear any T-shirt to a gig, make it the T-shirt representing the band you've gone to see. Mm-hmm. Au contraire, says Kim, just a quick pointer, that it's actually considered a metal faux pas to wear the shirt of the band you're going to the gig of. What? So that's what? a metal well, faux pas. Well, that is, a, I have to say, a very <laughs> commonly made faux pas, if that's the case. A metal faux pas. What are some other metal faux pas you could make? Assuming an art... Yeah. <laughs> that's how you know. That's how you know you're on the right tube line is that loads of people get on with that t-shirt so you think oh yeah they're all going there when the lead singer is crowd surfing you pass him to the left (laughs) (laughs) what are other metal faux pas imagine if you shouted out Edward instead of Eddie oh that would be embarrassing or Walter instead of Wally when people used to shout Wally at gigs Uh, we've also you're going to love this Frank Mm. you're going to love it I feel confident. That's what people told me about Donnie Darko. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, we didn't like that, did we? Oh, yeah, that was all right. We but... felt a lot of pressure from our friends to like <laughs> you know, it. All our friends you're... loved it. It's the greatest film. We really, hated but it. But specifically Donnie Darko. Yeah. Oh, people got obsessed by well, it. They, they can't told just us say, love it. Obviously, specifically, they can't say you'll really like films. <laughs> sure. I'd be crazy. But sure. we just was... We didn't like that at all. You know how people define, you must get this, they'll say, oh, so you'll absolutely love it, it's perfect for you. And then you see it and you think, what do you think I am? (laughs) We had the same with The Sopranos. It's the culture. And I looked at that and thought it was like the Dormio ad. I can't be watching that. And everyone loved it. Still do, they people still love it. They still tell us. But, you know, I had it with Hamilton. It's I the know. culture equivalent of... Unlistenable. Of, yes. It's the culture equivalent of being set up on a blind date. <laughs> yes, it is, exactly. Yeah. You think, you, this is You'll who you think ha- I am. You and Hamilton will get on so well. <laughs> Nevertheless... Yes, I love to hear Wikipedia set to music. <laughs> Nevertheless, I do not think this will be... One of your Donny Darkos. OK, no. fair enough. I think you're going to get along. Well, we'll have to have a cliffhanger oh, on yeah. this because... Will f- Frank like this? I'm going to call it piece of advice. Mm. OK. Well, I'm always interested in advice in all mm. its manifestations. Frank on Absolute Radio. Do you... Do you <laughs> yeah. wish to hear Keith's advice? Um, yes. OK. 
Unless it's our kids. I was going to say, had, had I asked you that in your teenage years, yeah. the answer might have been somewhat different. I took his advice. That's why I became an alcoholic. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Hi, Keith starts. In okay. alphabetical order, Emily, Frank, Pierre. Good. A free solution, oh, I know you're like this, to Frank's battery testing dilemma? Mm. Dead batteries bounce. I love that band. Um, just drop them all, negative end down, from about 15 centimetres. Which is negative? Is that the nipple or the flat? The flat. Oh, pardon, it's the minus. <laughs> is, is it the flat? It's the flat. Okay. Okay. Yeah, OK. If you drop them all together, you can see which ones bounce relative to the others. There are videos really? explaining the science, but life is short. It sounds like witchcraft. We've also had Jonathan Hollis get in touch. He's hello. just been in touch, He it? says, he acknowledges this by saying hello again. <laughs> like okay. a sort of recurring character in a sitcom on ITV. Oh, great. Hello again. That could be your catchphrase, <laughs> Jonathan. Like, was, it, was it Tristram who lived next door to George and Mildred? Well, we had a family friend, in fact, who was a recurring character on Fresh Fields, which was oh, a 1980 okay. sitcom, and her character was, she was Sonia the Neighbour, and her catchphrase was, Only me, oh, Sonia. That's a, good, that's a good catchphrase. Yeah. OK, re-battery issues. I always do the drop test to see if a battery still has power. Simply hold the battery vertically, two to three inches above a hard, flat surface. If it bounces, replace the battery. How about I never heard of that in my long I think life? This is craziness. You don't. You don't. <laughs> what? I'm so sceptical of the bouncing <gasps> battery. You see, I just, I just think, okay, this is a great life hack. So it sounds I. like it's on YouTube, which surely is proof. No further questions, my lad. <laughs> yes, but I. <laughs> I don't okay. know. I don't know. How many, how many people being questioned say, oh, well, let's not leave it there. <laughs> I don't want to end on that. <laughs> OK. Um, would you like to hear... Uh, I thought you were going to say swing on a star. No. You didn't. No, I, with a finger clicking. Oh, That's yeah. very finger clicking. Oh. Would you like to swing on a star? Oh. Carry more. Okay, we won't carry Yeah, Golden Age of Vegas. That's that's clicking territory. Yeah. Have you been to Vegas? Sinatra Frank? did a lot of clicking. Frank, mm. do you like Vegas? You know what? The first few times I went to Vegas, I wasn't sure about it. And then suddenly I fell for it completely. Did you? If you just think. Is it a bit smelly? I imagine yeah, it's, it's just a bit, being a bit smelly. You've got to accept um, if you, you know when you really embrace um, tacky, it can be quite enjoyable. Yes, yeah. I that's know. what you have to do there. Okay. I think when Frank Sinatra was clicking, it was half rhythm, half uh, signalling to some mob goons to drag out various yeah maybe people from the audience. <laughs> mob goons. <laughs> mob goons. <laughs> <laughs> mob could be. The, there could be, I can imagine there being a modern musician called Mob Goons. Mob Goons. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you most associate with Mob Goons? I would say Dean Martin. Well, no, I think Dean Martin kept his hands fairly clean. Oh, was Frank not? was... Um, what about the Kennedys? They liked a Mob mm, Goon. Yeah. Didn't they? Yeah, they yeah. liked and, and any <laughs> boxer. <laughs> yeah. But often they were the dupe of mob goons rather than the oh, controllers. Oh, do you think the mob goons mm. took advantage of them? Yeah, I yeah. think so, yeah. Oh, I hate it when they do that. Mob goons. <laughs> the MGs. <laughs> Booker T and the MGs. Booker T was yeah. absolutely in their thrall. Yes. Uh, Did I tell you, by the way, when I was at Download Festival with my lovely boy, Buzz... You didn't make a metal faux pas, did you? <laughs> well, someone came, a guy came up to me, and I have a witness to this. He's 11, but he's honest. A bloke came up to me and said, look, this is really weird, but can you just give me a number, any number at all? And I said, he said, it's, it's a decision-making thing. And I said, oh. seven. He said, great, got it, thanks very much, and then just walked off. Oh. What was What well, could that have been? Oh, it's a ghost of Len Goodman. <laughs> so, how extraordinary. Yeah. 
I wonder what? if it was odds or evens. Yeah, maybe, like yeah. Dice Man thing. Yeah. I mean, eight people were killed in the McDonald's there an hour later. <laughs> oh, for God's no, sake, No, no, there wasn't. The white a lie. There wasn't a McDonald's there. Also, um, it would only have been a problem if it was seven people killed in the McDonald's. Yeah, exactly. Then, well, he might have won, you know, that might have been an accidental double. Can mm. you, you could have really changed his life. Yeah, or someone else's. Yeah. Do I split yeah. with my girlfriend or not? Oh. I wonder what it was. Anyway, if you're listening, mate. <laughs> what Seven. was it? Yeah, what was it? Um, Paul Waite has I, been in I touch. went for a bib- biblical number, so it'd probably be all right. Go on, of Paul Waite. Well, this is in response. We call it our previously section. Mm. Um, full disclosure. This is in response to topics that we've raised previously on this show. And... Paul Waite has been in touch. Hi, Frank and team. Having spent the last year or so catching up on the back catalogue of podcasts, it struck me that barely a week goes by without Frank visiting a zoo. What aren't we being told? Um, It's a slight exaggeration. (laughs) Because there was the week I had a crack at the... Was it Cotswold Reptile Centre and never found it? (laughs) Literally never found it. It's the sign that promises so much on the motorway. I just drove round and around and around and never found it. You never found the reptiles. I did find World of Crocodiles. It's because they camouflage themselves. Maybe you did drive through it. It's a drive-through. Maybe it's a chameleon exclusive. They're so good at the camo, <laughs> those reptiles. Um, anyway, yes, well, I yeah, I um, it's difficult this because I know I spoke to several zoo keep. We had a sleepover at the zoo a few weeks ago, me mm. and my family, and mm. um, I spoke obviously to several of the people who work there, and they they said probably once a week they have to defend zoos to people. Really, oh. but the zoos and zoos and London Zoo, Absolutely. which we are members of does a lot of educational conservation type stuff yeah well this is all sounding very heartwarming David Attenborough speaks there I know he can be very cruel well, I was going to say, what does he do? Set, I mean, I hope he's not doing... I know, he does a lot of... Illegal um, fights between cockerels or anything. <laughs> no, he he's not got into that line of work, has he? No. As long as they film it, he's happy with any animal violence. Dawn Gardner, Frank, has got in touch. Yeah. Talking of animal violence... It's good to get it out the way before the sun comes out. Yeah. A few Dawn years... Dawn Gardner. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. A few years back now, I was taking my toddler daughter to London Zoo. We were at the Pelicans. Not a particular favourite. Oh, I like it. When you get to my age, you identify with their throats. Well. Well. She continues, and a pigeon landed on the grass next to one. Oh, we talked about this recently, about Mm. pigeons landing amidst wild animals. I should warn you, if you're of a nervous disposition, there's some brief animal violence coming up, but it's fine. Attenborough um, turns up the volume, <laughs> rubs his hands together, presses his ear against the digital radio. <laughs> hurry up, Can hurry up, especially <laughs> like this. Go on. What happened to the pigeon? Within a split second, the pelican had grabbed the pigeon and swallowed it in two gulps whole. Wow. You could briefly wow. see it wriggling around in the pelican's gullet. I am still not a fan of pelicans. That thin membrane gullet repulses me. <laughs> Again, I, I take exception <laughs> to that. I mean, we've all had that said to us at some yeah, point. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's a horrible way to be dumped. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what I'd like to know, and it would take the pigeon to answer this, is when mm. you're in the throat, can you actually see through? <laughs> Can you see the outlines of view of zoo visitors oh, through voice. the pelican throat? Would you be banging, saying, help, yeah. help? But imagine you can see sort of shadows moving about before the third oh. gulp and you go into oh. digestive juices territory. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Oh, dear. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Simon of Sudbury has been in touch, ah. uh, aka 597. How about 
king of the road. Now that's finger clicking good. Mm, trailers for sale or rent. Do, 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 do. Rooms to let 50 cents. <laughs> I do the proclaiming. King version. of the road. Yeah. <laughs> king of the road. I do, I do that. Uh, is that finger clicking? I think they might. Yeah, I think they could be, yeah. Okay. Definitely. And then 523 Mob Goons. I think we've got this week's podcast title. <laughs> By the way, I've always wondered who decides on the podcast episode titles. Not us, actually. Not us. It's one of the few decisions we hand over to what I believe Gru would call his minions. <laughs> <laughs> um, I imagine Frank keeps a little list of potential titles as you're doing the show, then picks the best one. That's from Matt in Sunny If Valencia. I did, they'd be better. Oh, come, come. <laughs> I, I ha- hey, I happen to like the titles. Yeah, I, I find they're basically designed to give away a major punch. Oh, please. <sighs> They have to tempt Frank and Lula. Oh, exactly. What oh, click tease? Is that what's going on? Mm. <laughs> Clickbait. <laughs> yeah. A click Sorry. tease or something else. No, no, yeah. it's okay. It can we, it sounds I, I like really something. want to move on immediately. <laughs> All right. Okay. This is really unfortunate. The territory we mm. entered. Let's move over to Iceland. Oh, okay. And communicate with. Oh, while we're in Iceland, can I ask mm. you a question? Um, when I was growing up in the West Midlands, one of my favourite meals, and I mean this, this is from the heart, was faggots and peas. Mm. Oh, f- oh, I see. We're not in Reykjavik. We're faggots, in that faggots and peas, as they used to Brain call faggots. them. So, mushy peas I still find readily accessible and eat them quite a lot. But I don't see... I don't see faggots for sale in the uh, the frozen sections of Not, not outside of the West Midlands, no. No, but why not? Because I don't think they ever spread. See, I was having meatballs in an Italian restaurant, and I th- no, in a Greek restaurant, actually, and I thought, these are lovely, but they're not like the brain's faggots of yesteryear. Is there anyone out there can tell me... What are they made from? What is you know, it? It's, it's sort of haggis world. They're made from parts of an animal that you, you don't uh, want to see on the ingredients list. Why do they call the company list? Brains? It doesn't sound very appetising, does it? You wouldn't call a food, meat-based company Brains. Mrs Weston, next door to us, who used to take a Sunday lunch round for every week, and she'd be sitting there with a massive spoon <laughs> waiting for it to arrive. <laughs> she had Brains on toast as a regular Did she? Thing, yeah. Was she a zombie? No, she was very clever. Well, she oh, no, she wasn't. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. A, we are what we eat. No. Anyway, I'm going to take us over to the other Iceland. Oh, yes, have yes. Have you been? I highly recommend I it. I have been, actually, yeah. yeah. Gary in Iceland with a double R. Mm. Hi, guys. Love the show. As you were recently talking about lions eating landing pigeons in London Zoo, mm. I thought I'd tell you about an experience I had a couple of years ago in China. I'll just set us up here. Right. I visited an endangered big cat park in the far northeast of China where you drive into the Siberian tiger's enclosed habitat in a jeep. Fantastic. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah. Mm. Well, we'll find out. Mm. I got stripes <laughs> across my shoulders. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Absolute radio. Well, I left us. Do you remember we were discussing Gary in Iceland? Yes. And he just entered the big cat park in yeah. the far northeast of China. Siberian tigers wandering around, uh, and he's in a jeep. Not unlike a 90s, 70s style Nosley Safari Park. Are you familiar with that? Mosley. He's put Nosley. Anyway, but the big difference being that for an extra $10, the driver... I'm afraid this is, again, if there's anyone listening who doesn't want to hear about animal violence, uh, do absent yourself. (laughs) Okay. If only Attenborough gave those warnings. (laughs) (laughs) Rather than treating it like a sort of happy slapping project. Yeah. <laughs> Just to warn you, we're going to see some fabulous killings. <laughs> and this really is my favourite bit. <laughs> um, 
for ten dollars, for an extra ten dollars. Look out behind <laughs> you! <laughs> oh, you didn't. Something things David Attenborough never says. Look out behind you. Or kapow. <laughs> Go on. Uh, for an extra ten dollars, the driver throws a live chicken. I'm oh. I know, I know, it's very cruel. Though I think Alice Cooper did that once, threw one into the audience. Hmm. And it is described as fun for all the family. Oh, no. Yeah. But the main reason I share this is to say that they also had a few, is it ligers? Mm. The rare is there a cross between a lion and a tiger? Mated cross yes. of a tiger and a lion. Yeah. I'm afraid genetically they are both infertile and obese. Right. We've all been there, dear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, they were less entertaining, um, and I'm afraid they're too, they were too overweight to even chase the chickens. Really? The Why do they get mm. overweight? Both slim animals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought the lo- both the lion and the tiger were famed for their lovely trim waist. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I saw a Z-donk at Colchester Zoo. What's that like? Is it stripy then? Well, I'll tell you what was weird about it. It wasn't much of a mashup. Oh, is it not? Is it more donk or Z? I think the mashup had fallen down the stairs a bit. So it was basically front half donkey, back half (laughs) separate. It was was a bit pantomime horse. Um, Some Frankenstein stitched together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it looked like somebody had uh, tried to, you know, Put some roadkill together. Oh, was it a bit nightmare before Christmas? I remember I touched stitching. it on the snout. It was you very important me, to me at the time that I could say I'd touched a Z-donk. What was it like? It, I remember its teeth. It showed its teeth when I touched it. It was a risk looking back. Yeah, with oh. your history. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we've also had so I many... I touched the donk side. And I liked mm. it. The donk side. <laughs> If he had been talking about a Z-donk, beware of the donk side. Come over to the donk side or you'll get kicked. <laughs> exactly. Um, our readers have, a lot of them, have been in touch regarding brains faggots. Do you think somebody at the donkey threshold, <laughs> oh, God. the donkey house, said what would be a good animal for crossing? And somebody said, well, obviously. Yeah. Bit rude one, I know, but... The zebra. Pelic- yeah. Pelican's too difficult. Yeah. You know what they're like. And also, I never did like that gossamer thin guy. <laughs> no. No. I don't know, he played well for Holland. Oh, come on, Frank. <laughs> That's good. OK. Are we done? I think we well, are. I oh, sorry. I just want to close by saying thank you to all our readers mm. who've been in touch to reassure us from 743 to 618 that Brains Faggots are still very much available. Are they? Emma purchased some this morning. I mean, it is mainly our readers in Birmingham. Uh, OK. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Oh, the- man, Faggots 618 tells us Frank Tesco always have brains faggots. Other stores are available, be it Birmingham Tesco or Birmingham Tesco. Or Wolverhampton <laughs> Tesco. Or, or West Northumberland. Tesco. Um, also, I've seen them in Poundland freezers too. That's from Rachel, a Northumbrian in Brum. See, she's in. They can't just sell them in the Midlands. I don't know. What I about the exiles? I mean, no one is texting saying the faggots always available in Islington Waitrose. No, I know. <laughs> I'm, oh man, just talking about them is making my mouth generate fluid. So, Sarah Champion is up next. Do listen to Sarah, and uh, thanks for listening to us. And you know what? If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now, get out.